Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we will kind of share 
things that are going on here. Because, of course, we always want you to follow us over on Twitter. Mary, you can always follow at? Blue Eyes Mama. And then, of course, me, you can it's always follow me. Yeah, news comment BTR. Um, one of the things that we are working on that we're excited about and that came about <laughs> from a conversation, uh, the wonderful conversations that you guys don't get to hear, um, and I guess I'll start off with that if that is okay with Mary, is mm-hmm. on Go for Wednesday, it. December the 23rd, um, it is a special day. And for those of you who know what December 23rd is, um, it's not something that automatically comes up on your Apple calendar, uh, though it should. Um, uh, We know that week is a busy week, but in order to help you all out to levitate uh, what could be a busy and stressful holiday week, we will be with you twice that week. <laughs> uh, of course, the normal Friday night, and you say Friday night, you say, but it's Christmas. Yes, we'll be with you on Christmas night. We got nothing else special. We'll be with you on Christmas night. I can announce that the first thing. Um, and then two nights earlier, on Wednesday night, the 23rd, do you want to tell the folks what we're going to be doing? You know, last year, I think I had thought about doing something like that. We missed it. This year, we're not going to miss it. And we're actually going to be nope. on the air with you on Wednesday night, December the 23rd. Uh, right now, the working time for that will be 10 o'clock Eastern time, 9 o'clock Central. Uh, what, 7 o'clock out in the West? 7 o'clock on the West Coast, yep. A Festivus for the rest of us. You know, I don't know yet how this show is going to go. This is in the early planning stage. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I don't even care. It's going to be great. I think we should open up like a uh, – God, I, I'm going <laughs> yeah, to like – Be careful what you say. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be really careful. Airing of grievances. tempted to open up the phone line. Um, we may do it. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we will I don't know how we're going to do feats of strength I do know that there will be some airing of grievances I'm starting to get my list ready I don't know about Mary but I'm starting to get my list ready here my list is always going so I'll figure it out and I am pretty sure at some point when it arises I will think of some festivist miracles. If you know of any, hit us up on any one of our Twitter pages with a festivist miracle that has probably occurred sometime. Even in this like horrible year of 2020, there had to have been some point of levity that could be described as a festivist miracle. I know what a lot of you are going to say what it is, so let's not say the obvious. <laughs> it's it. Um, I already know what you're going to say. I already had it in my brain. I beat you to it. Uh, but, yeah, if you could think of a really lighthearted Festivus moment or a miracle, let us know. I have one. So that's, I already have one. Personal. Are you going to share or are you going to wait until the 23rd? I, I have to wait. It is a Festivus oh. tradition. 
rest of us for the rest of us. So, yes. And I don't know how we can do the whole aluminum pole thingy because that's... I'll have one set up. Just I know I'll have my my, my aluminum pole set up, so I'll be good to go. <laughs> I'm going to be good because you set me up for something right there, and I'm not going to go there. But anyway, uh, Wednesday night, December 23rd, <laughs> 7 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central. <laughs> then on Friday night, see, see, mm-hmm. Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, our Christmas show, which I think right now will be our annual year-end show, because that is the last Friday night that we will be with you for the year. The following week uh, will be January 1, and we will probably have some uh, news about that sometime here in the next couple of weeks as to a big change coming to this program. So with all that being said, I think I've uh, gotten some things out. Later this evening, I will also announce, uh, and I can't announce it now, but not, not now, but I can announce it tonight, um, something that will be returning. Um, and hopefully you guys will enjoy. But with all of that, uh, there is news. Uh, one of the things that caught our eye uh, here in the last couple of days is of course, what happened in Texas where a high school football player from Edinburgh High School is now facing an assault charge for knocking over the ref. And um, the team has been removed from the playoffs. Uh, Pretty much what happened on Thursday, their senior defensive lineman, Emmanuel uh, Duran, slammed it to referee Fred Garcia after Garcia announced that he had been ejected from the game. And according to the monitor of McAllen, he was ejected after he received back-to-back unsportsmanlike conduct penalties when he shoved an opposing offensive lineman to the ground, attempted to tackle the quarterback after the whistle had blown the play dead, and exchanged words with the official. That's insane. You know, I'm going to stop here in the middle of the story, but, you know, you and I follow high school sports, uh, watched it in college, I don't think I've ever seen, like, a player like that just get out of control like that. But he was escorted from the stadium by police officers, was charged with a Class A assault. He posted his $10,000 bond and was released from county jail Friday evening. And the district uh, pretty much stated that they had decided to remove the uh, high school football team from the playoffs uh, after that incident, and they extended a sincere apology to the referee and his family. And they said that we will take the appropriate disciplinary action once we understand the facts and circumstances underlining the incident. And the University Interscholastic League condemned the players' actions but approved of the quick response. A lot of people online, uh, I was reading some of the uh, responses and the replies to this today, some applauded the decision as saying, hey, the whole team, they was like, where was the team when he decided to do these things? And that, yes, the whole team should have been uh, taken out of the playoffs. And then another uh, group stated that that's unfair for one's actions to affect the rest of his teammates. 
which both sides actually have, in my opinion, an equal argument here. But was – well, I guess first, because we all know – I mean, the thing is we all know what he did was wrong. That There's no argument to that. But here's the argument. Was the system right to take the entire team out of the playoffs? Yes. Oh, I should be more gray than yes and no. Absolutely. It is a team sport. Um, you have a team captain. You have – or multiple team captains. You have team rosters. You have team banquets. Things are done as a line, especially in football, an offensive line, a defensive line. You have specific, as you get further on in the and in, in up to the NFL, up to the professional level, you've got coordinators, defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, assistants, all those things. There's a hierarchy. It is a team. It is supposed to run as a unit. It is not an individual sport. You don't get individual points unless you're playing fantasy football, and that's only for the pros. Well, I'm going to play so. a little devil's advocate here because <clears throat> if it is a team sport, as you say, which it is, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the team didn't know that he was going to do the actions that he was going to do to that official. And after he did it if uh, on the video, the team came over there and pretty much, like, pushed him away and was like, hey, what the heck are you doing? Now, leading up to it, those unsportsmanlike penalties, yeah, the coaches could have done something or they could have gone and talked to him and said, hey, man, you know what? We're just going to pull you from the game. But usually when it happens One the first time, you really don't know what's going to happen out. that second time. And, and somebody brought up the argument, if that's the case, if that's a team sport, Granted, it's high school or whether it is college or whether it is NFL, we've had those instances happen, but you don't see the entire team getting penalized for the actions of one. Because Unfortunately, what they're saying is that when he went over and did that, I mean, it pretty much was one of those things where if you saw it, it just looked like it was Sutton. He bolted, went over there, tackled the guy, team goes over and they push them back so is it really mm-hmm. fair to count that as a team as a whole and just like take them out of the entire playoffs absolutely because there's no way in, there's no way on god's green earth that somebody didn't know that that kid's temper could go that far i'm not saying that they would know that he would tackle the ref i'm not saying that they would have that forethought but after the second unsportsmanlike conduct even the first i would have done it after the first granted i'm one of those coaches that there are people that want to play. I'm one of those people that I would rather, I don't care how talented you think you are. If your attitude is pissing me off or is not helping, again, the team, whatever the team is, work, sports, whatever, and I have somebody in the wings that wants to be there and wants to do it, I would rather have that person, no matter how less talented they may be than you because that person is going to work hard, not rely on being, I can't, I can't in my, in my whole heart, I cannot believe that there is not one person on that team that didn't know that that guy had a temper and that after the first unsportsmanlike conduct didn't look at him and went, maybe we should have poked him. I'm not, I, I can't, I can't, you can't convince me otherwise. Now, 
what happened in Texas is similar to a point to what happened here where I live between two of our major football teams, not this season, but last year. And they took it out on both teams. They were they had to forfeit games, which took them out of the playoffs. Now, granted, they weren't specifically pulled out of the playoffs, but because they forfeited those games, they couldn't. They weren't eligible for the playoffs. And they took it out on the team for something that happened. It took a, it was a few more individuals than just one, but for something that happened that in, that was a, a violent act. I don't understand. Why? I mean, football is not, you know, the sport for the faint-hearted. But there's no reason to be that ridiculous at the high school level. There's no reason. There's none. There's no reason for you to football, especially in Texas, seeing how serious that that can be. Um, No, football in Texas, I get it. I do. it It is important. Football in Texas is religion, and I get it. There are only two gods in Texas, and that is the football gods and God himself. And I get it. I do. I understand it. But there's no reason, none, whatsoever, that you should be disrespecting somebody on the field. Ever. I'm a little conflicted, though, on this. Because I think if I worked my tail off, we're in the playoffs, and one player decided to go nuts, I get punished because he did the wrong thing. And, and I did not know that he was going to break off and do what he was going to do. And I think the punishment I, I, that he's getting right now. I understand how frustrating it would be. Yeah. And the punishment that he's getting right now, I think, is the punishment he should have gotten, which is like something outside of just, you know, a suspension or anything like that. Now he's having to deal with it as an adult with an actual charge. I think that's pretty much where the punishment should go. I think if there's anything that, you know, Fine, him or you know maybe you know whatever amount of money. I'm pretty sure parents got money down there if he's playing football. But um, I would think of some other way to like find it. But especially right now, if you already made it to the playoffs, that like tell the whole team, hey, you're one player because he decided to be an idiot, go off and do this. The rest of you now can't play in the playoffs. And for a lot of them who were probably seniors they now won't get the chance to see how far they could have gone, which kind of is in its own way unfair. Because it's it's almost like saying if one of your coworkers did something at work that was bad, then everybody gets, you know, punished for it. And and I know we talk about team sports and trying to instill, you know, a camaraderie. I just think that if it's one person that was the bad person, that should be the person that should suffer the most, not a team that. But wasn't he a senior? He was a yeah, senior, he was though, a senior. yeah? Yeah. So there's no way that you could go like, hey, next year you can't be in, you know, you can't play in the playoffs next year or you can't play in football next year or whatever the case may be. You can so suspend him for the rest of the playoffs. Of that will hurt even more because he won't get a chance. No. And if that's a no, team well. that makes it really far. He's not going to be able to play. I would be like, you can't play anymore. You can't even come and watch him. You pretty much are at home. And you're going to have yeah. to suffer whatever charges that, you know, you're going to suffer from the courts. And if mm-hmm. I'm in school at that point, because of something like that, because he's a representative of the school, 
but I would not put it on the rest of his teammates. That's like that's why I was like, I can see, I can see where it's a hard thing, and it's a very, that's a very tough love kind of thing, and I know it, it it's very extreme, but this is an extreme circumstance, and I just, I don't know, I, I'm still on the. It happens in real life. One person does something wrong, and everybody gets punished for it. It happens. This is what happens. They're supposed football's supposed to be a metaphor for life, right? Teamwork, you work hard, you succeed, right? Like you see a goal and that's what you're supposed to be going for. And then at the end, everyone's supposed to end up saying congratulations and being good sportsmen. That is not, that was not sportsmanlike at all, ever. At any point was that sportsmanlike. Interesting. I just, we'll see where that goes. Uh, Of course, we'll always have an update on that one. But uh, yeah, as for now, unfortunately, those young men, will not get a chance to play out the rest of their season. And I feel bad for them. I really do. Yeah, it's it's horrible, um, you know, that that had to happen that way. And, you know, hopefully that's a learning experience for those young men, especially for the player that did it. So we'll see where that goes. Um, there was an interesting study that came out this week. Uh, it was reported by people online. And I knew that something like this was going to come out eventually. Uh, The topic says that Americans say that they're getting less alone time than ever due to the pandemic. And I'll tell you what exactly it means. So it says for those living with someone, approximately 1,700 respondents to a survey, 46% are on the brink of losing their patience due to lack of privacy during quarantine. The majority of Americans are sick and tired of being sick and tired, according to new research. The study asked 2,000 nationally representative Americans how 2020 has treated them and found that 65% are exhausted from feeling overwhelmed by the tumultuous year and three-quarters are counting down the days left. And for those living with someone, as we said, approximately 1,700 respondents, 46% are on the brink of losing their patience due to lack of privacy. The average respondent shared that they only get nine hours of true alone time a week, but 8% said they get no alone time at all. And the survey commissioned by R&R Medicinals, uh, and the results found that over half, 55% of respondents, often struggle to find time for self-care routines. 43% of those polls said that they're beyond the point of return, sharing that they're just too tired to even focus on self-care for the remainder of 2020. In fact, the average respondent only takes part in four self-care routines in a typical week, and while 44% want to improve this, they don't know where to start. Two in five respondents, however, found that they uh, may have found an effective self-care routine in CBD, which I'm not going to go into all of that, um, using the CBD products because it was done by them as well. But I'm not really shocked. Uh, Also, 48% said that they're having a difficult time falling asleep and getting a good night night's rest thanks to working from home um and 50 percent said that their work-life balance has been completely destroyed by quarantine which is very interesting because that means for every other person that their work-life balance is now shot and for almost half of people who are working from home that they cannot get good sleep it actually is i don't know what to owe that up to and i'm not sure if it's because you're around your family all the time um if everybody's cooped up under the same roof and nobody's got anywhere to like really escape. Um, but are you surprised that 
people pretty much are not really taking care of themselves, even with being at home, because they're like, you're at home. So you would think that you would think, but I understand why, but you would think that you'd have the time to do more self-care, but you don't. So are you surprised by that? So, no, I'm not surprised. Um, This self-care, being at home, um, you would think, that that would be something that would be high on your list of things to do, especially since it's been touted a lot this past year to not forget it. Um, But as somebody that does leave the house a lot for my job, um, but living with somebody that doesn't leave the house a lot, uh, I see see the effects of it. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones. I have a job to go to that requires me to be out of the house that is still taking all the safety precautions and I get to do something. Granted, it's not something I like to do right now. Like it's not actually like my job description. So my job has changed a little bit, Um, but it's still someplace that I get to get away from my home. Um, I see the toll that it's taking on some people and it's, it's being, and I see it firsthand. It's, People are reaching their limits. And even if they got to get out of the house, even if they got to go back to work with this next upswing where things are going backwards, where people are getting sick again, where the numbers are going up, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of people out there that are stressed and they're forgetting basic things like breathing. Just take a minute and breathe. So, yeah, I'm not surprised by the numbers. I really am not. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of factors that go into it, I'm sure. Um, But I could see where that would be happening. Yeah, I'm not too shocked. Um, But, you know, one of the things that I always tell people when I talk to them, and it's so uh, ironic that this article came out around the time that I found it, because I, I tell people usually when I talk to them, especially for those who, have little ones at home or working from home, have pretty much had to adjust to either a spouse uh, losing a job or looking for a job or the household kind of changing due to everything that's going on. And I tell them, hey, look, most important thing you could do for yourself, for everybody else, even though I know it is hard to do, and even for those of you out there who are listening tonight, it's easier said than done. I know. I get it. But at some point, at some small point, you have to find some time for self-care. You have to take it where you can get it. If you know in the evening after you put the kids down or if they're, like, doing a project or they don't really need you and you can kind of, like, just get away and just sit there and just veg for five minutes, do it. You have no idea how the little things help to avert the big thing down the road, and that's, like, just totally getting, like, all out stressed. Um, and we hope that during this time that you can find some point to relax uh, however you can. Because, uh, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, true alone time, because you got everybody all up on each other. You know, all day long the kids are there from learning from home. You're there working. They're there working. Lunch, dinner, you're seeing everybody. <laughs> you used mm-hmm. to be a joke where parents are like, hey, the best vacation I get is when I get the chance to go to work. <laughs> Which for a while, I used to say that was kind of cruel, but I understood it because that's 
pretty much your away time and you're with other adults. Um, mm-hmm. but, but that's one thing yeah, that I think it, people are forgetting to do. They're they're so wrapped up in their internal, like, everybody's like, oh, but we have to quarantine. But this doesn't mean you can't reach out. Zoom. Skype. Teams. A regular old phone. Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. There are a million ways to reach out. You and I talk, what, every night, but maybe two a week? Mm-hmm. And, and it, okay, so some nights it is just, you know, the 10, 15-minute ride home, but it's reaching out to somebody that's not within my household. It's not somebody that I see every day that I'm stuck with, every day that I'm facing with, every day. This is, somebody, this is something different. Reach out. It's easy to forget that just because we're stuck in quarantine or just because you have to be in quarantine or just because you, you, are, you have a huge family that you're – or whatever, even a small family that you're trying to – that you're always stepping on or whatever, five minutes, ten minutes, a phone call to somebody else and just like, hey, how's it going? Vent. Have that person. I think everybody needs that person. I think everybody has that person. They may not remember who that is. But I think everybody has that person they need to vent. Do it. Take five minutes. Take ten minutes. It doesn't take a lot. Do it every single day. Ten minutes every day. Just take, pick up your phone, call somebody. Hey, how's it going? How many, how many contacts do you have in your phone? I know I have a lot in mine. I only know five people. Someone. You only know five people? Well, then you can rotate your five people through your week. Get two more people, you got one for each day. But that's it. Like, no one can sit here and say that they only have, like, their school on their phone. Right. Come on. Yeah. So, folks out there, if you're listening tonight, we hope that you can find some time away to get something done. Self-care is so important because if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of you? So, uh, no commentary tonight. Uh, I will tell you, we're at the halfway point, and on the other end, after this short break, I will uh, will tell you about Lufthansa having a potential new way of flying to friendly skies, but will you like it? Also, uh, we will take a look at another study that shows why millennials and Gen Zers avoid dating at work, and along with all of those, uh, if you have one particular name, it's already been a tough year for you. We're going to tell you why it probably got a little harder. And if we have a little bit of time in between then, we'll take a look at what's trending on Twitter. And even if we have a little bit of time at the end of tonight's show, I will update you on a couple of things that we talked about in the past. But first, you are listening to page one on Blog Talk Radio. Where have you been if you're just getting here? We're glad you're here. Stay tuned. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Oh, and we're back with you, Page One, with LeVar and Mary here on this Friday night, December the Fourth, you know what? Here's the thing. Yep. I think when we get like deep into the year, I start to lose track of days. <laughs> I think that happens to everybody. Um, I actually had someone on Thursday 
tell me happy Wednesday. Uh, and I was like, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> don't push me back by a day. Try to get through these days because we all know the month of December is going to go fast. Um, you know, I teased right before the sweeper here about a couple updates on some stories. And I guess before we kind of run out of time, uh, one of those stories <laughs> I think we had talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, and uh, do you remember the story where I had told you about the man in New York uh, who had fell into a sinkhole and fell in there mm-hmm. and there was rats? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. An update on that story is that um, he will pretty much to tell you all uh, to give you a, a back up on the story. Uh, he pretty much fell into a rat's nest after the sidewalk collapsed beneath him in New York, leaving him too terrified to scream and risk having the rodents crawl into his mouth. Well, he is now suing the city and a building landlord. Um, so I guess there is surveillance video of all of this that shows it, but neither the landlord nor the owner of the building offered comment on the lawsuit or the situation uh, and the building at the corner where he was, fell in at is still fenced off nearly a month later. Uh, unspecified <laughs> amount of money that he is suing for. But, yes, it's uh, that happened, <laughs> which I, I don't think any of us uh, are shocked. The only that thing happened. that would have made that funny, uh, the only thing that would have shocked me on that one, would have been if you would have said the update on that is he adopted all the rats as pets. Like that would have been shocking. Seeing the city in the building just seemed like a logical first step. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, that that pretty much is, uh, I think, what uh, was expected. Also, uh, a while back we talked about the figures from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, how the Rudolph and Santa figures were going to auction. Mm-hmm. Um. So last week, bidding for the figure soared past the projected sale price. It was supposed to go between one hundred and fifty and two hundred thousand uh, dollars, and the buyer, uh, who was not identified, bought them. Uh, the final amount in the sale is three hundred sixty-eight thousand uh, dollars. Uh, the six-inch tall Rudolph and 11-inch Santa were made in Tokyo of wood, wire, cloth, and leather and are still uh, malleable. Rudolph's nose still lights up. Santa's beard is made from yak hair. Uh, and also, I guess to add into that, other highlights from that two-day auction included Marilyn Monroe's tiger-striped gown from the seven-year itch, which sold for $593,750. Another Monroe gown that she wore when she met Queen Elizabeth II at a London film premiere went for 294000 and a scarlet O'Hara dress that Vivian Lee wore in Gone with the Wind, and Gene Kelly's rain suit from Singing in the Rain sold for $150,000 apiece. So, um, some people have got some money to spend, I'm saying. I know. Merry, Merry Christmas. If one of those is a sugar daddy looking for a, for, for a mama, no, well, I am kidding, but I'm not kidding. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> well, 
not a lot of people, <laughs> speaking of uh, sugar daddies that can probably fly you in and out, uh, Lufthansa, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with social distancing at the forefront of everyone's minds, having your own space on the airplane has never been so important. But would you pay extra to spread out over a row of economy seats? And Latasa hopes so. The German airline is, uh, you know, they're pretty much are trialing its new sleepers row concept on its Frankfurt, Germany to San Paulo, Brazil flights from November 18th to mid-December. The idea is passengers traveling in economy can nab a row of three to four seats and then stretch out across them replicating the experience pretty much of, uh, well, of the live-flat business class bed. Travelers will be given a blanket, pillow, and seat topper to maximize the comfort and also offered priority boarding. Those interested must purchase the upgrades to the airport either during check-in or at the gate for $260 on top of the price of their original ticket. Now, the concept isn't new. Air New Zealand offered its Economy Skycoach, which is a similar premise, back in 2011. And pretty much in 2019, Airbus premiered its settee corner concept, which takes the Economy 3C configuration as an inspiration for a live-flat, sofa-style luxury seat that would take up less space and way less than the average business class seat. So, I showed you the picture of what that would look like. Uh, I don't know about you. As a flyer, I don't think I want to see somebody's feet sticking out in the aisle <laughs> if I'm walking down the way. <laughs> Not like people already probably do that on a flight where there's an empty seat between you. But uh, I'm going to say unless you are traveling in a totally separate class way up beyond where I'm at, I'm going to go nay on that one. I don't even want to see you. And quite frankly, um, I'm good. <laughs> Would you do that? I mean, I, I, I'm okay with people sleeping as long as my feet, as long as my head is not near their feet. So I would do it if I had the money for it and I, they were going where I was going. Sure. But if you look at the seat, it's like the head is toward the window, and so the feet's gonna be like mm-hmm. toward the aisle. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's feet are toward the aisle. And if you're sitting at so the, the only people I have to deal with it are going to be sitting next to them in that one row. That sucks for that person. By the entire row. If you're sitting in that aisle so seat right mean. behind that, and somebody's got some really kicking feet, <laughs> that's not cool. Oh, are you kidding? Right now people are taking their shoes off. I don't understand why people take their shoes off anyway on the flight, but people are don't taking know. their shoes off on flights as they are, as they are now regardless of having I, – I have people falling asleep on me. And I'm like, hello, this is just saying there is a seat empty in between us. You should not be all the way over here. What are you doing? So, yeah, no. That is – as much as I understand it and I get it, it's an excuse that regardless of whether they're laying across three seats or if they're laying across only one, I think I told you about. <laughs> I think I told you about two of the worst flights I ever had. One was um, now the airline that I was on. Love the guy. Uh, I love the flight and I love the airline. But the one flight, uh, <laughs> you know that moment of euphoria when you think that no one's going to show up and you got like the empty seat 
between you. This was during times when all of us was in all three seats. You know, uh, there are airlines now that don't seat the middle row. But uh, this was during the time when everybody sat in every seat. And I'm on a flight, and it looked like this person had missed their flight. And all things were set to go. I think they were about to close the door. And they were like, wait, we got one more that we're waiting on. And I'm looking around the plane, and I'm like, everything looks full except the seat next to me. And on comes the gentleman. And now, before you start sending tweets or whatever you send, I'm a pretty big guy. So I could talk about us fellow big guys. Gentleman gets on. You could tell this is now. I'm not budging because once I sit in my seat, I'm not moving. And I'm a guy that likes to sit on the aisle. I don't like sitting at the window. Don't like sitting in the middle. I sit on the aisle. That's why I hurry up and I book as quickly as I can. Guy gets on the flight. He squeezes into the seat between me and the gentleman that was sitting there in the middle. The flight hadn't even left the ground. It was taxiing the runway. And all of a sudden, he lets out a loud snore. He slept. And people were looking at me like, I'm looking like eyes wide awake, like, it's not me, it's him. He snored the entire flight pretty much up until 20 minutes before landing. (laughs) Yeah. And then I had another flight where someone did take off their shoes. <laughs> yeah. Be that person. People do all the time. I don't, don't get why. Especially those that wear sandals and then put their bare feet on the floor of an airplane. Uh, that's so gross. <laughs> so gross. So gross. Don't be that person. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Lordy, I'm going to help you all out out here. This is is not even a two-minute rant. If you're going somewhere, just keep your shoes on until you get to somewhere in private. I am not a – now, I kid you not. I take public transportation quite often, at least before all of this happened. I have seen people take off their shoes. Now, public transit pretty much kind of runs the same in every city especially with trains and buses. I've seen people barefoot on a train, and heaven knows what's been on that floor. I have seen people take off shoes and cut their toenails. (laughs) Stop it. Wait till you get home. (laughs) Ugh. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Just stop. It's, it's not even that serious. If you couldn't do it at home, what makes you think we want to see you do it on public transportation and maybe put somebody's eye out? <laughs> All right, I'm done on my rant. Um, <laughs> going to the next story. Uh, there was also an interesting thing for the Wall Street Journal this week on why many millennials and Gen Zers avoid dating at work, not like you should be doing it anyway. But it says that uh, right. they had 
reasons why uh, younger workers are wary of workplace romance. Maybe I'm different. I'm sorry. Before I go into that story, to me, this story is like, hey, we expect to go to a workplace and find romance. Workplace is not for romance. I got news for you. Then you go to the bar. Um, But the key takeaways as to why they don't is the Me Too movement has driven a reluctance to get romantically involved with colleagues. The generation known as Gen Z, whose oldest members are 23, entered the workforce almost entirely after the Me Too reckoning, setting expectations before any habits were created, warding them off from any kind of office entanglements before they even had a chance to begin. Companies have also adopted policies such as disclosure requirements and so-called love contracts between romantically involved coworkers who can pledge not to do things like engage in PDA at the office. Those kind of requirements further discourage any romantic entanglements at the office. The second thing, young people don't think dating at the office is worth the risk in the current job market. You think? Um, <laughs> millennials and Gen Zers have seen their careers violently buffeted by forces such as the 2007-9 recession and the coronavirus pandemic. The third thing was that remote work life makes it more difficult to meet coworkers in person. Duh. Uh, the kind of in-person interactions that may have led to an office romance have been significantly reduced since many jobs have now gone fully or partially remote during the pandemic. That decreases the chance of dating anyone at work. Um Am I am I the only one? Am I too old in thinking that I'm going to work just to work? I've seen it, and I'm not dumping on a lot of younger people because there's a lot of younger people who are very just um, like they're focused. They know what they're going to work for, and I've seen younger people, and this is the bad habit that I think I've seen along younger people lately, as to where they try to quote make work this happening place and also bring in, quote, drama and try hitting on people, and they don't think of it as work. They think of it more as, like, a place to mingle. Uh, That's not all young people. Uh, But for a majority of some that I have seen who have treated it that way, and I was like, the fact that he even had to come out with a study for people in those age brackets, is that a little shocking, or is is this just now a thing that we should be Kind of. Okay, if you are working full-time, you are spending 40 hours of your week or more, depending on what kind of job you have. And some of these jobs, people are working 60 to 80 hours per week in a workplace. So it's not so far-fetched to see that there may be some workplace romance. And I, I know actually quite a few couples that met through their jobs. Um, am I saying that you should be looking for romance? No. <laughs> that should not be happening. I'm old school like you. That should not be happening. You should not be going into work and flirting with your coworkers. Um, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes you guys end up connecting. So I get that. It's not a surprise. It really isn't. With everybody being uber sensitive about everything, and I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm just saying that we are. We're very sensitive about everything in this climate, in this day, and with everything going on. I think that we're just all kind of sensitive, so it's hard to it's hard to let that wall down. Right. And it's even harder in a place where 
you could be fired for letting that wall down. So it's not surprising, I guess, is where I'm going. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. It pretty much is like with the age bracket that was actually involved in it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, okay. <laughs> um, it wasn't shocking. But, yeah, it's it's something. Uh, trending on Twitter. We'll, we'll take a quick look over here at things that have been going on. Uh, trending tonight, of course, is WWE SmackDown. It's Friday night. Uh, actually, a pretty decent show tonight if you had a chance to watch it. If you have not yet where you're at, take a look at it. Uh, the popular verses, which uh, they've done with music stars. I'm not sure if you've watched it. I really haven't seen it. I know they did one between Brandy and Monica, and it's pretty. To me, it's like they're sitting there. They'll play their best of hits. Fans get a good nostalgic look. Uh, they have announced the next versus battle, which is going to be Ashanti versus Cole. So I'm pretty sure if you're a fan of that, that's going to happen on December 12th. Uh, also trending tonight, Selena. Uh, people have been tuning in for the virtual fan event ahead of the debut of Netflix's Serena the Series, based on the life of the Grammy-winning uh, Tejano singer Selena. Um, that is trending. Blue Bloods is trending because it's <laughs> back on CBS tonight. Uh, also uh, trending tonight, DACA. Uh, federal judge has ordered the Trump administration to accept the new DACA applications, and that will start soon. Um, and then Mulan is <laughs> trending. I know you were a big <laughs> Disney fan, and people were frustrated that Disney Plus charged subscribers an additional $30 to stream the live-action Mulan remake, while HBO Max plans to stream their 2021 movie premieres at no extra cost. <laughs> it was, I avoided it. I avoided it. I was like, I was looking forward to seeing it, and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm waiting, and y'all can wait. <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it now. So yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crappy. Yeah, so, pretty crappy thing to do. Um, and then the one thing that disturbed me this afternoon, and I've seen it trending throughout all day, is. The trend, I require a tug. <laughs> when I saw that, I didn't want to click and see why people required a tug. But um, apparently people are identifying which maritime <laughs> signal flag, which are used by watercraft to communicate messages, speaks to them on a deeper level. Which shows you we have, <laughs> we have nothing to do at all. <laughs> The flags, they were about, it was a lot of one is where I'm directing my course to port. I'm on fire. Keep clear of me. I have something to communicate. A lot of them. Um, but, of course, I'm not too surprised that people thought I require a tug. Uh, <laughs> what was the best one? Uh, also, uh, the other one, I am dragging in my anchor. <laughs> Keep clear of me. Uh, yeah, you'll have to see it. It's all online. That's why that has been trending throughout the day. And uh, <laughs> that's what we're looking at. 
Uh, and also, uh, one of the other stories tonight that we were going to share with you, uh, I said that if you had a particular name, it's been a rough year. And I don't think to say it, but all of you know, but this article from the New York Post that women named Karen can't even get dates now thanks to 2020. So women who have 2020's most unfortunate name are complaining, as so-called Karens stereotypically do, that they can't find suitors online now that their names have been dragged according to a dating app. Wingman, which helps hook up friends with friends, said users named Karen have reported getting few matches on the app this year than last. According to the survey, poor Karens are getting nearly a third fewer matches and fewer responses to messages in the dumpster fire year that is 2020. Wingman also said Karens reported less engagement while using the app with a 45% drop in activity. The app, which was included in a roundup of the best dating apps of 2020 on Tom's Guide, said that this decrease in interest has only been for women named Karen. However, women with different spellings of the names, such as Karen, K-A-R-I-N, Karen with a C, C-A-R-I-N, and Karen, C-A-R-E-N, have also been impacted by the dating drought, too, though far less severe with a 22% drop. Otherwise, the app said it has seen a 350% increase in usage in the United States since the pandemic began in March. And I don't know how all of you all are probably dating if you're using that app. Maybe you're just pen pals. I don't know. Uh, but since the app relies on written endorsements for pals looking to meet friends of friends, a common one for Karen, according to Daily Mail, is she's not a real Karen. The trends we observe in online dating typically reflect what's happening in the real world. And even women, and it says, uh, well, I'm not even going to go to that one, but it's been a tough year for Karen and to all of you Karens out there. Um, I guess hang tight. Hopefully 2021 will be better for you. Um, <laughs> I used to think it was probably lady's name Felicia because Friday you say bye, Felicia. So I, it, I mean, that's fair. I mean, we can't all judge that's so bad. I don't think there's ever been a time when I've seen uh, a name dragged so badly uh, that it's, some people probably now are trying to, like, find a different way not to be named their surname of Karen. Right. Now do you know any I do. And I know both kinds of Karens. I know Karens with the E, and I know Karens that are not Karens. So, yes. Uh, no, I, I know I know some Karens that are actually nice people, um, and I'm sorry that they got, you know, tied into the name thing, but I do know a lot of women that I want to, like, yeah. I run into some people that I was like, all right, Karen, cool. <laughs> Give them the, give them the look like, oh, okay, and then we jump. Oh yeah, no, there's usually a yes, a hundred percent, and I feel bad for judging, but then I know I'm being judged as well. So there you go. As much as I try not to judge someone, if you are, I want to see your manager right off the bat. You <laughs> deserve it. <Okay. laughs> So, yeah. Oh, Lordy. Well, you know, 
Carrie. A lot of the Karens that I know are going to like Carrie. Ah, gotcha. I I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I don't like. I said I'm trying to think of any name that's just been like dragged through like that. I don't know. Um. We'll see. Uh, really quick, uh, I'll have a quick announcement here. Is that the 411 Lounge will return. Um, and actually, I was just looking here. This is an interesting thing. I just looked up uh, my guest for the 411 Lounge because it is a repeat guest, and it is someone who I had a really good time uh, interviewing. Uh, it was back on 2014. So it's been about six years since he's been here. But the Sunday, December 27th, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock in the Central Standard Time Zone, uh, Adult Star Maserati Monica will be back with me, 411 Lounge on December 27th, two nights after Christmas. So it's going to be a busy week for me. Um, and just to reiterate again, on the 23rd, our Festivus show, uh, which will be uh, – 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock in the Central, and then we'll be with you on Christmas night, and then I will be with you on Sunday night for that 411 Lounge with uh, Maserati Monica on December 27th. So a busy four or five days of the holidays, and hopefully you'll get a chance to spend some time with us. But before then, we're always here on Friday nights. Uh, Same time for now. Uh, There is rumors and scuttlebutt that this will be changing. Uh, but we hope that you stick around with us. It might be a little earlier for you so that you're not up this late, especially on the east and central time zones. But, uh, of course, we always appreciate you guys listening, and we're always thankful for you, and we're happy to be back. And, of course, we'll be back here next Friday night, which is the first night of Hanukkah. Um, So we hope to have something special for you at that time as well. You got any shout-outs? Not tonight. Ah, yeah, not one. tonight. Okay. Nope. Nobody's birthday coming up? No. No. Nothing. No. See, that's the thing. December for me, as as hectic as it is for everyone else because of the holidays, tends to be my easiest month. Like, it really is kind of chill. I get to get everything done, get everything out, and then... Enjoy the season. Gotcha. Well, let's hope that everybody's out and able to enjoy uh, the season. And like I said, we're happy to be back with you. We're here every Friday night. Please make it appointment listing to hear us then. And until next we meet, for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening to page one. Good night, everybody.
for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.